Good afternoon, welcome to Market Rep number 166. Stuart Williamson here at the helm. This week I answer two questions that I'm regularly asked. Is buy to let dead from a good investment view? And what is the what is build to rent? And why is it the most exciting property investment opportunity apparently this century? So is buy to let dead? What has happened? People often rather vaguely ask, I heard it was not as good as it was, and is it true? Well, changes to mortgage interest relief and a surcharge on stamp duty for second homes has, many, has made many ask the question, is it in fact still worth carrying on with? Many landlords' profits have taken a hit as a result of changes to tax laws. So should you give up on property completely or is it a useful source of income still? Let's have a look at how things have changed and so then we can assess it properly. Property price growth has slowed this year making buying to let more risky than it has been in the past. Choosing your investment location has become more important than ever. If you bought in a heart location or bought in a COVID popular, i.e. let's get away from COVID area, you could well have been driven by the wrong motivators and now be sitting on a poor investment. Furthermore, the government has clamped down on the market in recent years with changes to the tax system. Firstly, you may recollect in 2016, it added tax onto additional properties such as second homes and buy to let properties, and an extra 3%, plus an extra 2% also for overseas buyers. Secondly, since 2017, government has been uh, generally clamping down on what tax deductions you can get. Previously, you have to deduct interest, they pay on their mortgage uh, before paying tax, or MIRAS as it was known, that effectively gave higher rate taxpayers 40% tax relief on their mortgage payments. Now landlords are given a flat rate tax credit based on 20% of the mortgage interest. This won't have a negative impact on most landlords who are already basic, state, basic rate taxpayers, but will mostly affect those who are higher or top rate taxpayers. However, one snag is that landlords will have to declare their income used to pay their mortgage on their tax returns now, whereas in the old system it was basically net. You just gave them the information after you paid it. This apparent income rise could push some up into the base, from the basic rate up to the higher rate tax brackets, which would mean a higher tax bill. This has, however, been overcome by many landlords via SPVs or single purpose vehicles. In fact, 75% of all buy-to-let properties in the UK last year were bought using this method. As Myra's mortgage industry relief source is still allowed via SPV purchases. This method helps with other forms of tax planning as well, such as IHT. You can use lots of allowances to get you some more tax-free income as well. With mortgage industry relief no longer on offer, many landlords have seen their profits significantly reduce if they were already owners, in particular higher rate taxpayers. They, they no longer receive the full 40% tax relief on their mortgage payments, so the tax relief has effectively been hard. The new changes are particularly hard hitting for landlords with um, interest only mortgages, which a majority of them are. Paying higher tax codes is more difficult, therefore. Here's an example of how tax has changed. It's for a landlord paying £500 a month in interest and earning £1,000 a month in rent. If you look at that, and if we replace the ownership with an SPV, it actually reverts back to the pre-2017 position. So it's a good position to be in. So 
is buy-to-let still a worthwhile investment? The answer to this question goes beyond the issue of tax. Tax isn't the be-all and end-all. To a large extent, it depends on the type of investment goal you have. Why were you buying it? When do you need the money? What were you planning it for? Was it for you know, succession onto your children? And so on and so forth. So you need to look at it. But I put together some very uh, simple uh, pros and cons of buy-to-let mortgages. Okay. The advantages are you'll earn rental income, possibly less, less than you were before because of tax. In some areas of the UK, rental yield can be as high as 10%, while others, others are around 3%. So there is good yields out there. At the same time, you could generate capital growth as your money grows, as your property value increases. You can always take out insurance to cover against loss of rental income, damage and legal liabilities. I think direct line, you hear them advertising for about 28 quid a month. Current high inflation is eroding the debt away quickly. Plus the tenant is going to pay your loan off in the majority of the cases. Okay, so there's a lot of positives there. Disadvantages of buy-to-let, your tax bill may be higher than it once was, eat into your profits if you don't use an SPV. Even if you do use an SPV, the loan may be more expensive because of that. If you don't have the right insurance in place, you may not generate income if the property is unoccupied. Higher interest rates are currently making meeting mortgage repayments harder, but if you put down 25% plus deposit, this will be a short-term pain as rentals are growing very quickly, 10% across the UK at the moment, and it will outpace mortgage increases. If the property falls in price, your capital will reduce. And if you have a, a, an interest-only mortgage, you may need to answer a capital call from the bank. Or if you sell it, you may get less than you put into it. Plus, you need to factor in the costs of stamp duty, insurance, wear and tear, and so on. So there's a lot of positives, some negatives. Um, if you do it correctly, it's very positive. Lots of people choose buy-to-let as a retirement income, often adding tens of thousands of pounds to their pension pots by doing this. And we believe, and we, that's what we help people with. So what is buy to rent? The potential successor to buy to let. Sorry, build to rent. Build to rent is, is where you're building homes for rent rather than sale. Build to rent is fast becoming an established sector in the UK and around the world to meet demand for high quality, well-managed rental housing. Build to rent's two-pronged approach to provide an unparalleled tenancy experience as well as ensuring the location and neighborhood is prosperous and integrated means that build to rent not only builds houses but communities as well. You can tell I've read this from a build to rent brochure. Uh, the build to rent model provides an enhanced experience for tenants, including good quality homes aimed at general or targeted demographics with longer term tenancies and predictable rents. They are mainly in larger towns and cities and often situated near good public transport interchanges. Communal facilities and social activities residents typically have access to are general, general communal facilities, facilities, residence lounges, gyms, roof terraces, swimming pools, guest rooms are higher, extra rooms you can hire yourself if you're visiting, social activities. Integrated scheme-wide property management. Most developments will have staff on site and will be operating a 24-7 service for security and support. So it's much more of a service accommodation 
approach. Build to rent providers innovate in service delivery. Many are offering super fast broadband, helpful concierge, storage lockers, and bike parking. In addition, many have got car hire, dry cleaning, and childcare. So it's more like a hotel. They're anchored in thriving locations and good local amenities and access to jobs, services and infrastructure. For investors, the surrounding neighborhood is linked to investment gains while for, while for providers, it is linking to maintaining occupancy. These include prioritizing provision of trees and green spaces, walking and cycling infrastructure, a strong local economy with diverse retail offerings and access to transport links. So basically, you buy a unit in a serviced accommodation block in reality, but it's high level, high and high uh, support for your tenants to go in, and it's managed by a group, not by an agent. So what's the market performance and size? A total of 1.9 billion of investment was deployed into the UK built to market, to build to rent market in quarter one down from 2.4 billion in the same period the year before, according to CBRE. Basically, following an encouraging first quarter, investment volumes for Q2 2023 reached 830 million, down 41% on the previous year. Key transactions included LNG's forward funding of the Loft Lines BTR scheme in Belfast, and forward funding of the Lower Essex Square Birmingham. So it's down because market sentiment a little bit this year but it's not an ongoing trend. Scott Cabot, head of UK research, CBRE, says despite a more subdued second quarter of transactional activity, BTR investment remains robust at 2.3 billion of assets under offer and a healthy pipeline of assets on the market. An inaugural BTR index, which CBRE launched last month, showed that this residential sector has outperformed all other commercial property sectors Thanks to the strong underlying fundamentals, it remains high on investor wish lists. He goes on to say the resilience of cash flow is a major attraction of build to rent and lenders increasingly understand how it is different from other forms of real estate. Most completed build to rent assets in the UK, which have been through their initial lease up period, are consistently performing at 97 to 100% let. In some instances, that are waiting this for new customers to gain access to an apartment. Okay, how about that? Then I went on and did some research in the Wall Street Journal, and they have a headline, cash-strapped millennials continue to drive build-to-rent trend. Demographics continue to play a role as well. Millennials, consumers between 25 to 40, are now the largest age group in the US. 71.6 million boomers, aged 76 to 75, 72 million millennials. They wanted to get into, they're in a peak family building years at the moment. Okay, they want four walls, they want good schools, they want nice restaurants, they want bars, they want houses in nice communities. However, like in the UK, they're often saddled with massive amounts of student debt. This debt compared to slow income growth and escalating home prices, inflation leaves them with few options. They still need to rent, and that's where build to rent can hit its sweet spot. The intersection of desire for a home and economic activity. Basically, it's been observed that whilst most millennials are hesitant or unable to put down a 20% deposit for a home purchase, they're willing to pay a premium on their monthly rent, according to the Wall Street Journal. 
In fact, many rental customers are willing to pay a premium of 10 to 20% over local market rental rates for the privilege of living in a new home. Why is this? Because developers and investors need to understand they're gravitating to areas with good schools, recreational opportunities, good restaurants, bars, entertainment options. According to Wall Street Journal, it's a formula for success and it looks like it's here to stay for quite some time. Despite an increase in average rents of 10.9% year on year, averages, average rental vacancies in BTR are a 25 year low, according to CoreLogic. For investors, rentals are profitable and demand is high. Wall Street's 40 billion in investment in the next 18 months portends well for the build to rent sector. Student loan debts aren't going away anytime soon. Millennials can't turn back the clock. They're entering family building mode in droves. It all adds up to a positive business strategy for companies in this sector. Build to rent is here for the long haul. So there we have it. Is buy to let dead? I thought I'd just cover that bug because a lot of people say to it in a bit of a vague way because they just heard from someone at the pub or someone over at dinner that it's not working anymore. And secondly, what is build to rent and why is it the new thing? If you can afford to put down a 25 to 30% deposit on a good build to rent apartment, just to clarify, that isn't going to be managed by you know, a, like a real estate agent on a half a job basis. It's going to be managed fully by a governing body. So it means that the services will be exemplary. The service charges are on average higher than you're going to pay on a normal buy to let but so are the rents. We're looking at 7% plus for that because it's where people want to live. Ties, as we call it, transport, infrastructure, employment. So thank you for your watching. Do like, subscribe, do um, tell anyone else you can think about it. Uh, do share the information, all those sort of things. Thank you very much. Do take care.